Hello, 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 Chrysler, to episode 46 of Alternative Wales, the podcast. Uh, I am your host, Ryan. This week we are without Kaus once again, but uh, I am joined by uh, Rodri, who I'm sure uh, has. Uh, it's been a test for him this week to stay positive <laughs> after his, uh, his yeah. rebrand last week. Uh, we've had uh, a potential World War start. Uh, yeah. Leeds have sacked Marcello Bielsa, and yeah. Rod, are you still positive? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the world's trying to tell me something. Isn't it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably uh, don't be positive because everything goes to shit. So uh, I think we're staring at possible uh, nuclear annihilation, and uh, one of my biggest legends has been sacked. So uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a really tough <laughs> tough ask to keep positive in the face of that, but I gotta try. I gotta try. Good so, stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and in place of our token North Walian, we've got another token North Walian, uh, Lewis Sharp. <laughs> uh, Lewis, how are you? Welcome back. Yeah, good. Thanks, right. Good. Good. Good stuff. Right. Uh, we were just talking before. Now we don't really know what's happened in Welsh football this week, uh, but what has happened is phase one of the Cymru Premier has finished. For those who don't know, uh, once everyone plays each other twice home and away in the Cymru Premier, it splits into two, a top six and a bottom six who all play each other again twice. Um, obviously, I think it's the Championship Conference and I don't know what they call the bottom one. Relegation uh, Conference? Playoff Conference, I think. Playoff Conference, yes. Yeah, so the winner of the second half gets into the playoffs, which is normally for European football, but isn't going to be this year. So... Um, That'll be interesting. I don't. I think they're going to do it for that Scottish Iron Brew Cup thing, um, but we shall see. Anyway, obviously there's a lot to sort out still. Uh, the table is bookended by um, TNS and Kevin Druids, who I think the way it's going will will be able to seal their fates within the next couple of weeks. Uh, TNS are 21 points clear at the top. And uh, Kevin Druids are 21 points clear uh, uh, of safety. So looking like uh, those will be well, those will be as they are. Uh, obviously, then the other things to look at are the other team that's going to get relegated and whoever finishes second um, and potentially third getting in Europe. Uh, Lewis, it's been a really fun start of the season. Um, what have you made of the season so far in the league? Yeah, it's sort of what I expected to happen, really. I thought after TNS, obviously, they, they've not won the league for two years after going on, I think it was like a nine or ten year winning streak. So I, they, they've done exactly what I expected them to do with, you know, the signings that they made in the summer and stuff. And then it's sort of just that scrap for second place for the second place in Europe, really. Um, I think it was something like, I'm just looking now, um, I should have done this before, really, but five points between second place and seventh. But obviously now that it's the championship conference, only um, two points between second and sixth. So it's not really like the TNS games don't really matter well to them as much, but it's more so like who's going to get that second place spot. But so far, really, really um, entertaining. It's not so much entertaining as probably what it was last year in the sense that obviously it was sort of like that constant fight for top spot, whereas TNS have sort of just blown everybody else out of the water. But yeah, really entertaining in terms of who's going to get that second um, European spot. Yeah, so obviously at the moment, uh, Pennebonter in second, Newtown in third, Flint in fourth, Connors Key in fifth, and Baller in sixth. Obviously, there is the elephant in the room of Connors Key's potential points deduction. 
I think mm. it's supposed to be decided on Wednesday. The hearing is at least Wednesday, whether it'll be decided. Well, that would mean then, obviously, is Connors Key would 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 lose eighteen points uh, potentially, and would actually end up in eleventh, which mean which may mean Carnarvon will come into the top six. Um, Rod, it's I think as we said before, between you know second and eleventh, anything could have happened. Is there anyone that's disappointed you or surprised you this season? Um, well, I I don't know about surprise, but obviously Flint had a great start didn't they and they're up there but um made a couple of good signings in the summer so uh i suppose you know again i'd say i'm not that surprised so um in terms of disappointed i think Carnarvon will be disappointed they've missed out on the yeah on the top six but like you said that's still to be decided potentially so um and then barry town as well i think they'd be disappointed with how uh far off it they were in the end really um yeah, I get a barrier, you know. a really strange one. Um, they've sort of always been there or thereabouts the last few years. I think they finished third uh, three years ago, maybe, um, and yeah. then finished uh, fifth last year. Um, so, yeah, I I expected more from Barry. Um, they sit in 10th. They're only one point clear of relegation. Yeah, Lewis, do you think there's a threat that I mean, obviously there's a threat that they could go down, but do you think they'll be the team in eleventh? Or I mean, it's quite tight again. You got Halford West on twenty two, Barry on twenty three, Aberystwyth on twenty five, and Cardiff Met on twenty seven. So really, it's one of those four to go down with the Druids. What do you reckon? Yeah, it's really um, like you said. It's really, really tight at the bottom. Um, I couldn't even really say who I think will go down because. Obviously, last season, Haverford West only just missed out on um, top six on the last day of the season. Oh, last day of phase one, should I say. Um, Barry, obviously, were in the top six last season. Aberystwyth, I wouldn't like to see them go down. Obviously, they're the, um, the team that have been in the Cymru Premier for the longest. Uh, they had their thousandth game a few weeks ago, obviously. Um, Cardiff Met are on a decent run. I think it was uh, it's something like they're unbeaten in their last five at least. Um mm. well it says here on the uh on the app I've got I'm not doing that just off the top of my head. <laughs> um obviously really impressive that they got uh one one draw against um TNS on the weekend. So it is quite difficult. I, I don't think Carnarvon will go down um because either way whether the points deduction comes in uh into play for yeah. Connors Key I feel like Carnarvon will have a point to prove then. And they'll yes, sort of have a yeah, bee in their bonnet. I don't. I don't think there's any sort of. Um, there's no trouble of them going down. Uh, no danger at all. But I. I can't even really predict. I don't really see Cardiff Met going down. So obviously that would be between Aberystwyth, Barry, and Haverford West for one of them to go. But I mean, the thing is, all of them are capable of getting a result against yeah, anyone. Exactly, you know, like yeah. you've seen Aberystwyth beat TNS this season, and they got a. I think they scored. Um, twice in the in the last 10 minutes on Saturday uh, to come back against Bala. Obviously, Barry, they're still, you know, they haven't lost many players to, from last year when they finished in the top six. And Hanford West, they've got a new manager in, um, some Belgian bloke. Don't really know much about him, um, but that should be interesting. So, yeah, it's, it's going to shape up to be an interesting, I mean, 10 games, and especially when you play each other, anything can happen like that. That top six will change weekly in terms of the order. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just looking at it now, Newtown and Flint have both had pretty dodgy runs in the last few weeks. Uh, neither have won 
think Flint have won one in seven and Newtown have one in five. Um, so they may be kicking themselves a bit that they've been dragged back in, whereas Baller and Connors Key have sort of made up for pretty pretty bad starts to the season in in, um, in terms of what was expected of them. But uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a good start to the season. Uh, interesting to see where it goes. And to be honest, I said this to my dad when we left the Pennebon game on Saturday. This league would be so much better if TNS were nowhere near it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine how good it Although, would be if that was the the race for second was the title race. Yeah. Yeah. Be... Although we probably wouldn't have many European spots at all. I don't know. I don't really know <laughs> yeah. much about the coefficient, but obviously That's a good point. what they've what they've done for the Welsh domestic system in the last few years, even though they make the sort of Cymru Prem quite boring most of the time. And it's like it, it's everybody's cup final to play against CNS as well. So it's like, for yeah. instance, Cardiff Met getting a draw against TNS. Um, not having them in the league would get rid of that factor. Like, even though it's a, you know, we should all remain like, you know, impartial and stuff. But it is always good to see them like yeah. not win. Yeah, um, they're the pantomime villain, aren't they? You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're the the oligarchs of the league, to use a a term that's been used a lot in the last few days. Um, but yeah, there we are. Uh, so yeah, it'll be an interesting second after the season. It kicks off on the weekend, um, and yeah, so so first place will obviously get uh, Europe, second place gets Europe, and then depending on who wins the cup, third may get Europe. So I think if if a European team, if a team who's qualified for Europe already wins the cup, then third place will get it. So uh, plenty to play for um, in one of the most underrated leagues in Europe, I think. Um, yeah, I bet when you look, I mean, I know there's a there's 55 points between first and 12th, but um, between third and, else, yeah. yeah, between third and 11th, there's only 13 points. So, uh, yeah, it's Looking almost for- as good as that. It's almost as good as that league. Uh, I can't remember which country it was in, but there was like three points between second and bottom place or something. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was ludicrous. I think it was during the. Uh, lockdown a couple of seasons ago there was one league i'm sure someone one of the listeners will remember could have been somewhere in sweden as well i, I can't remember but sweden rings was, a bell it was like a yeah it rings a bell actually it was like everyone could have won the league going into the last game or be yeah. relegated or something it was daft yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so um that is sort of the cumbry premier um obviously in a few weeks time as well there's the um the Wales Sea International. Uh, they play England in Carnarvon. Um, I think it's the day after the um, second playoff game, hopefully the playoff final, um, which will be made of a team from the league. So uh, looking forward to that. Um, moving on, pretty average week for the teams playing in England. Uh, Cardiff lost 1-0 to Fulham, as expected. Swansea played tonight as we're speaking. Uh Newport, actually, I say it was average. Newport got a really good result, beating Tramia 4 2. Um, yeah. and Wrexham won 4 0 against Aldershot 4 1. 4 1 in the end, was it? Yeah. yeah, so um, Wrexham seemed to be kicking into gear a bit now. Um, with with um, there's not long left of the season, I guess, but we spoke to Kaus about it last week, so hopefully that continues going into um, the international break in a few weeks' time. Um, yeah, I feel like we're just sort of treading water. It's been a very strange week in terms of Welsh football. Um, Rod, I guess the other question is now, um, seen as you're on, Marcello Bielsa's left Leeds. Obviously, there's a few 
bit of Welsh interest at Leeds. Tyler Roberts, Dan James, obviously Dan James especially brought in by uh, Bielsa. Mm. Do you th- what? What do you think could be the fate of either of these with the new man? I, I obviously no one knows exactly who what he's going to be. Is it Jesse Marsh? Is that going to happen? Yeah, apparently so. I think the work permit's all they're waiting for now. I think it's all agreed. So uh, I don't know much about him. I know he's been in charge of the Red Bull teams. So uh, I think he's plays a similar style to Bielsa. So I can imagine there's places for. Dan James, anyway, at least because uh, yeah. you know they spent what was it between twenty and twenty-five million on him in the summer, and I don't think they're going to be, um, you know, willing to see him being an underused, you know. So Tyler Roberts, I think Bielsa gave him a lot of chances. He's not really done a hell of a lot. So whether the new man comes in and doesn't see him fit, like I think Bielsa. Liked him for his ability on the ball, but you know, um, not many Leeds fans seem to be rating him. And I don't know. I think it's going to be a if we if Leeds go down, I think Tyler Roberts could be key in the championship. But yeah. if they stay up, I don't see him being in the plans moving forward. Unfortunately, I don't think it's quite worked out uh, this season after he had a new contract. So, uh, but you know, it's a it's a clean slate now. So maybe he can prove yeah. himself to, to the new man. So. Uh, well, I said some players sort of sink or swim under new management. You could yeah. quite well end up on the scrap heap and not play for the rest of the season. Or he yeah. could become some sort of revitalised, pivotal role and end up scoring the winner in the World Cup final for Wales come, <laughs> come December. Yeah. Who yeah, knows? We could all dream, can we? Yeah, stranger things have happened. Uh, yeah, I mean, that is it for, for the sort of this week in Welsh football. Um I'm sure we've got plenty to speak about later on. It gives us time to answer the questions and stuff. So uh, we'll move on. We, uh, Me and Rodri caught up with Adrian Phillips earlier um, to talk about whatever the hell he's been up to the last week. <laughs> Adrian Phillips, are you there? <coughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Everything all right, mate? I got the Spanish flu, mate. Oh, Christ. Oh, Christ. Yeah, yeah. But don't worry. I think it's just flu from Spain, so it's not bad. Uh, yeah. Good. So that that uh, Spanish flu from the 1918 or whatever it was hasn't uh, caught you unaware then. Just normal flu. You just decided to scare everyone with your <laughs> bollocks again. Well, it's... Flu from Spain, Rodney. So, what would you call it? Flu. <laughs> okay. You, you're some kind of biologist. You know. Uh, yeah. So, I went to Spain last week, Brian. Yeah. Absolute shit show. Terrible. Yeah. Sounded so, sounded uh, shambolic last yeah, week. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, that dog fight wasn't actually a dog fight. It was just some random dogs attacking each other on the street. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't get involved in. Any illegal dog fighting, just in case the uh, is it the NSPCC or the RSPCA? Who are the who's in charge of dogs? <laughs> yeah, the one RS- or the other, yeah, yeah so one of them. I don't know. You, you, you said uni- someone, you said. Yeah, well, one, just in case some of them are after me, I wasn't involved in dog fighting, but yeah, so yeah, left Bilbao then because uh, uh, well, reasons totally woke, woke up with a grenade in his pocket, so. <laughs> you know, we got this. So we had to leave quick, and then uh, yeah, 
yeah, he organised a scouting trip back in Madrid. The guy's an idiot. But we ended up in a rugby training session. <laughs> so, and we, yeah, and then there's an incident with some cans of red thing. But it looked like Coca-Cola, but we'd had too many of them and they weren't Coca-Cola. Anyway, yeah, so we ended up in a rugby training session. So the whole the trip was a complete disaster. Great. Uh, did you get yeah. any work done? Hero Cavano's contract? or oh, it, it was terminated. <laughs> another good oh dear. another job well done by uh, yeah. Agent Phillips yeah so uh, I'm running a massive financial loss from that Spanish trip but uh, yeah we go again as that bloke who fell over said <laughs> <laughs> uh, so since you've been back have you have you been out and about any any new players on the horizon uh, I've got two actually have just come across my desk now Sorry, what? You can hear. Hey, what? <laughs> for, for, uh, clean that up. I've got okay information about two players on a piece of paper on my desk. Right. To clear things up. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I've got uh, there are two Dutch centre midfielders uh, recently moved to Pontecorvo for a pipeline job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've got uh, Quinn Baker and uh, Jan van Farpoff. Or Farpoff? I don't, I don't know how to spell it. Uh, apparently, according to these scout notes, I don't really know who compiles these anymore. <laughs> uh, uh, they just on my desk. Uh, yeah, it might be. Uh, it's not Red Island. Anyway, um, yeah, they're Dutch. They're obviously very skillful. I'm not trying to be stereotypical, but they're very chilled out. Uh, <laughs> and they're big drinkers because obviously as we all know we've all been to Amsterdam the, the lager uh, is idiotically strong uh, why that's got anything to do with football is beyond me so again this scout report has failed me massively <laughs> yeah uh, two Dutch centre midfielders apparently skillful and they're good pipeliners so yeah in the Ponte Clean area so yeah. So yeah, like. Santris said Talbot Green. Uh well, Beva, I suppose. Brinner. Um yeah, plenty yeah. plenty of options and, in the area. I I they did say they were happy to go as far as Tom D. Oh right, okay. Oh Chris. Yeah. Nice part so of the world. Must, yeah, in the, the Tom in D the, Robbins. Up, up the Robbins. <laughs> in the in the works truck, is that they got they got uh, I can neither can we film or deny that I think yeah. Yeah, probably, mate. Yeah, so two Dutch folks. Yeah, what was it? Probably Qu- won't get signed up because Quim... I'm low on I'm low on confidence. Quim Baker and Jan Van Fapoff. <laughs> Jan Van Fapoff. Yeah. Yeah, oh, fair play. That's what it Let's see what you're doing there, and I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I haven't got a desk, mate, in the back of the van. Um, so, yeah, they are available, but, you know, probably won't get signed up, to be fair. They probably won't listen to this either. Yeah, so, your success yeah. rate's not great, is it? Yeah, yeah I've, I think all of my players, due to that transfer window and uh, fiasco with the fax machine, none of my players are currently signed up. You've, I feel yeah. like you've lost a lot of confidence in yourself recently. Well, do you blame me? No, not at all. Agent Phillips, one of the f- 
one of the few people looking forward to nuclear devastation, I think. <laughs> Just to get these clients off your back. Yeah, well, when you've been selling arms to rogue states, it's quite uh, the proper <laughs> agency. It's, uh, yeah, there's a pros and cons to everything, Rodney, mate. But yeah, I'll uh, yeah, I'll dust myself down this week and uh, yeah, try and, uh, yeah, I don't know, go watch some football or something and try to get yeah. some players signed up for some clubs, but... Yeah, it's not looking good, is it? Because the world might end soon. <laughs> um, before before the world does end, obviously you have done a bit of uh, travel writing for me. Uh, you sent me uh, your uh, your diary from uh, your trip to Spain, and in in our next issue, issue five of Alternative Worlds. Yeah, so if anyone wants to know how uh, a uh, world class agent works <laughs> with absolute rubbish staff. Who logistically haven't got a clue about anything? Uh, yeah, just read it, and you'll find out how difficult my life is with such clowns working for me. Yeah, for for no money. Well, do you think they deserve to be paid, really? Yes. <laughs> well, we'll agree to disagree. I think you're on that exploiting. Point, I think you're exploiting humans. I think you're a disgrace. <laughs> how do you feel about that? <laughs> I'd say there's an element of truth in some things you say. <laughs> Thank you. What things, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so uh, read that article and then, yeah, uh, I'm not sure how many more away trips there'll be because I'm I'm at my, I'm at my wit's end with Tony and Red Allen. Yeah, sounds, sounds it. Sounds like you've had a, a successful but, uh, time. In other news, I have got them on the sand and cement today, so they are reinforcing the basement of the Lenin. So if anyone, you know... If, oh, if the, 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 the Lenin's still going, then. Of course it's going. It's popping this flipping venture up. You're not, you're not expecting a backlash for your Russian-themed <laughs> or anything, are you? Or? Why do you think they've been reinforcing it with concrete? It's not a bunker, mate. It's trying to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no glass in the windows anymore. Put it like that. Right, just check. Yeah. Just check. Yeah, but, you know, if... Uh, if, uh, if the end of the world does come, just, yeah. The, it'll be reinforced if anyone wants to come down. A couple of pints, lovely. Yeah. Yeah, let's nice. see it off with a couple of pints. And... Yeah, nice place to end it all, isn't it? Well... Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> or su- or survive, survive the end of the world, and yeah. Well, yeah. Let's not be too pessimistic about life now. Come on. Yeah. Oh, thanks for that. Yeah, yeah Phillips. Yeah, positive end. Yeah, no worries. I'll uh, I'll try to drink more Lucas Aid this week, and I'll have a bit of more fizz about me next week. But you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, pleasure as always. Well, is it? No. Not Oof. really. No. Didn't think so. No, oh, hope you yeah. um, hope you get like over the big, flu. It's beginning to look like a big waste of time getting you on, really. <laughs> your your whole uh, often players out, none of them all unattached. So uh, you know, well, make it editorial what's... decisions now, <laughs> you Rodney. <laughs> 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 I think yeah, you need to have a word with him, Brian. Attitude. Yeah, well, yeah, well, he might have a point at the end of the day. If there's if if there's no nuclear war, I'll meet you on Sunday. We'll have a scrap, right? How's about that? All right, okay. Any weapons or dogs around? No, 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 no. Okay, I'll bring a bat in here in case. (laughs) Uh, Right, date. Okay, 
tops off. You can forget about it, mate. I drank far too much in Spain. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah, I've got to go. Right, These clowns are, can't make cement to save their lives. Uh, and I, I could have a word with myself and have a look about uh, whether to continue <laughs> with this venture or not. What a crisis of personality, haven't you? <laughs> Uh, good, yeah. Shut up, I'm going. Off you go for it. Uh, wrong of the week time. Uh, let's, uh, I'm sure there'll be plenty to talk about in this segment, so, um, strap yourselves in. Um, last week's results in third place, 9.4% of the vote. Uh, it was Rodri's choice of negative people. Uh, Rodri, again, I think the world trying to tell you something there. Yeah, well, you know, what's, uh, <laughs> what's wrong with people? Come on. I know. Hey, get get rid of these negative. We wouldn't be in this position if we didn't have negative people. Then, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, in second place, uh, the lack of respect for heritage. Kaus's pick, 14.1%. And winning quite comfortably, my break glass for emergency wrong. And as uh, I think you called it last week, Rod, uh, the yeah. monarchy. Um, yeah, it wasn't going to lose, is it? No, 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 no. Playing to the crowd there, playing to the crowd. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to kick things off this week as as winner's privilege. Uh, second week in a row, I think. So uh, that's exciting. Um, the, TNS, the TNS of wrongings. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's it. Uh, I'm going to go for uh, misinformation. So, um, obviously, uh, there's been... A lot gone on this week. Um, a lot of stuff on social media. Uh, some stuff true, some stuff false. Um, it's a it's it's a real bugbear of mine. Misinformation. I've got caught out with a few things this week. I've shared stuff with friends, and turns out it's false or whatever. Uh, and I feel like a dick when it happens. Um, I also think it's partly. The reason why we're in this situation, obviously, there was a lot of it around COVID. Um, there was a lot of it around elections and Brexit. It's just infuriating, and um, yeah, I really don't yeah. like it. Seems to be a genuine tactic of a lot of governments now as well. Yeah, to, to use it to their advantage. So, you know, it's, it's a dangerous, dangerous thing. Yeah, it and really is. Yeah, and I think. Like you say, this misinformation. I think the misinformations are coming from both sides on this war as well. But the the Russians are clearly peddling their their own sort of information on the. They're not allowing it to be called an invasion and things and yeah, a military operation or tactical. You know these wordings around things and I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just the way the world's gone. And it's so easy to spread this misinformation. Like you yeah. click on anything on Twitter, and it gets spread around as genuine. There's like barely any any sort of kind of verifying of sources or anything. It's just taken as taken as uh, you know proof immediately. So yeah, exactly. All it all it takes is for one person to to tweet something and it's shared yeah. into a WhatsApp group, and it. And then people take this stuff for gospel, and and yeah, yeah it's like it's like a like a vamped up, uh, ramped up version of Chinese whispers. I don't know if that's a yeah, you're allowed to say Chinese whispers anymore, but you know that 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 that's what it's like. You know, it is someone someone spreads one bit of a misinformation, and then that just reaches a hell of a lot more people. And yeah, it's it's 
yeah, fucking and, dangerous. And the fact that, you know, governments exploit it, you know, like there was a whole Cambridge Analytica nonsense and these sort of bot yeah. farms. And yeah, it's a, it's a real dangerous, not a very nice uh, place to be. And social media, just it just makes social media an absolute cesspit at the best of times it already is. And it just makes it a lot worse. So uh, just be careful what you're sharing out there. Double check yeah. it. You know, find find trusted sources. Um, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure we've all been caught out by it. Uh, oh, like... remember Gibbo? Who said <laughs> the Queen yeah. had died just before. Well, I, Good man, Gibbo. I was, I was in that WhatsApp group. The genuine people, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with them. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got caught up by that one. Uh, good times, good times. Um, there was one the other week when there, there was some... Hollywood yeah. Unlocked page who said the Queen had died. And he, yeah, I, I saw the editor was going on about it still, saying he thinks he, she's dead. Um, yeah, there's there's just... I've, I I could think of... Like, I, I say I can think of them, but I've completely clean forgot the example. But there was one last week that was going round and, and it's since been proved untrue. So, uh, you know, it's, and in COVID, it was happening a lot. There was someone oh, coming up with, yeah. oh, look at these people in China have you know, turned orange or something because of COVID, and, and then everyone <laughs> shares it. And it's, you know, it's it's stuffed like it's, you know. Well, there was that one thing spreading. There was that one rumor that someone had made up for a laugh that spread that lasagna. Uh, there was going to be a massive lasagna <laughs> yeah. cooked in oh, Wembley Stadium. I, I, I could get on board with those kind of ones. Though, yeah, but that's the <laughs> that's the positive misinformation. Yeah. Where you're spreading absolute <laughs> <laughs> bullshit like that is is good, but you know it's the it's the it's the more dangerous side of it. Where it leads to bloody wars and public health matters and stuff. So yeah, aye, aye, pretty shit. Uh, so that's my pick, uh, Lewis. You are next. Have you thought of one? Yeah, um, I've had all day to think of one, and I didn't. <laughs> and I do the, make the same mistake every time. Classic. It's probably I don't think I've. I think I've finished last every single time I've picked a wrong one on this show. <laughs> you even um, got called out for, but... by some random bloke for motorcyclists once. I can't remember <laughs> yeah. what he said. Yeah. But he got quite, said, he um, wasn't happy with I, that. I hope, the mo- yeah, I hope the motorcyclist was okay. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm um, sure you wouldn't have nominated motorcyclists if you'd killed a motorcyclist. <laughs> no, no. I'd have nominated myself then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, um... I wrote a piece by it in um, the last issue. Rugby fans have been getting on my nerves recently. And to be fair, they've not been, I've not seen as much um, in the last few weeks that, you know, constitutes them getting called wrong-uns as um, what it was over the autumn nations. But they annoyed me on Saturday because why is Cardiff packed and heaving with people in rugby shirts? And I know people from North Wales and stuff who'd made the journey all the way down to Cardiff to watch Wales play against England on a TV in Cardiff. I just, really? I just don't get it. Yeah, lo- loads of people. Cardiff was heaving. And they. the only reason why I'm going to nominate them for Ongla of the Week was because I got to Club Ibot Bach for what? It was 31 minutes past 10, and they open at 10. Yeah. And the queue was from the front door, pretty much to like the front door of 11. So like Womanby Street was packed and it wasn't even like a single file. It was like rows of like six or seven people. And after like half an hour of waiting and not moved once, I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to leave it. But mental to like, and I, I went to town in the morning as well. And it was like absolutely packed. 
with rugby fans. And I, I know I could, obviously I'm not going to name names, but I know a good like 20 odd people who came down from North Wales to Cardiff to watch the game on a TV screen here. Name them all. Oh, <laughs> Depends how much I'm getting paid from the pod. <laughs> well, yeah. You'd be lucky. Um, <laughs> that's a good pick. I think it's a second second time for rugby fans. Is it? Always, oh. uh, always going to be a. Uh, I think I think I nominated them in the autumn. Um, yeah, but yeah, they're always going to be a a hot topic. Um, yeah, that is a strange one. I didn't realize so many would. Co- I I obviously would expect it to be busy out when Wales are playing, but I didn't expect people to travel for it. Um, I know a lot of people who go to Dublin, like when Wales play Ireland yeah. in, in Cardiff. It's like a thing. Yeah, to go watch the rugby in Dublin, even though they're playing here. It's the same. Um, there was a like I I know, um, in the like Welsh society in Cardiff Uni, they they put on a trip to Dublin, even though the game was in Dublin. But they put on a trip to Dublin to go and watch the game in a bar in Dublin. And like, don't get me wrong, I understand like why people do it, but I wouldn't spend like hundreds and hundreds of pounds to go to somewhere to watch the game in a pub when I can do that in a pub in Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, rugby point. fans are they're all wrongins. They're all wrongins. Yeah, even the ones who are listening to this. Uh, Lewis said it, not me. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no rugby fans listen uh, listen to this. No, yeah, they're all football fans first and foremost. Oh, if they do. Motorcyclists and rugby fans. If you listen to this, stop. I bet there's not, a very not there's welcome. A, there's a Venn diagram of all three, and yeah, someone's a, in it, and yeah, they they obviously will be turning off now. There's somebody going up the A470 now on a motorbike with a scrum <laughs> cap on, listening to this, and he's like, "Oh, I'm never going to listen to them again." <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Good stuff, Rodri. Uh, looking forward to your one this week. What are you going for? I think Lewis says packing the punches, isn't he? Fair play. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to put a target on his back every time he's on here. Fair play. Uh, I admire it. Uh, um, I'm avoiding the war, I think, in this uh, in this se- sec- section of the show because it's it's, uh, it's it's obvious. You know, you could you could name Putin or you know any anyone who's pushing us to the brink of fucking nuclear apocalypse. So. Yeah. Uh, Liz Truss, um, uh, just to sort of throw a few names in. Yeah, just um, you know the the language. Some some of them use, and you think you know, don't you're fucking playing with the lives of the whole earth, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know, don't poke a bear that's like cornered, you know. So, I think I think there's there's got to be some sort of you know, you know, it, Putin's clearly a bit a bit deranged at the moment. So uh, I think you know, <laughs> you've got to be careful because you know. Absolutely. It's not. It's not a fucking game for the world, is it? That no. You know. Ah, anyway, we'll get on to that. I'm sure there's some questions about that or something. But um, yeah. I'm actually going for elite football. Elite football. Okay. How yeah, are you? How um, are you defining elite? Um, the top, very top of the game. You know, these cup yeah. finals and the um, top leagues then across Europe and. Yeah. The way it's money driven and sports washing has come into it, and yeah, uh, the main the main thing was that obviously Bielsa getting sacked is is really tough one to take because uh, you know money rules a roost, and you know I thought Leeds were doing things differently, give it, get, giving a man like Bielsa the chance to do it his own way. Obviously, um, 
you know, I, I'm, I kind of contradicted myself because I thought they should have spent money in January to like get in better players. But you know, uh, but the the main reason I'm bringing this up is the the response to the war. So I said I was going to avoid the war, but I'm bringing yeah. it, bringing it up here. <laughs> um, Man City coming out with uh, Ukraine stop the war kind of shirts on or whatever they had on, and yet their government. They're, they're kind of owned like owned by a branch of the UAE government in a, in a sense. Yeah. And yet UAE, UAE abstained from the UN uh, resolution to condemn Russia. Yeah. So it's it's things like that. And uh, there was another example I'm trying to think of. Um, well, obviously there was the Chelsea stuff as well, wasn't there? Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea, yeah. They've, they're, they're all holding Ukraine flags up in the stand yesterday. And they're... And they're owner or whatever he is now is was uh, what i've read is one of the men who got Putin into power so yeah you know i think it's sports washing however you want to put it the the general you know fifa of being back cornered into making a decision tonight uh, just before we recorded but their yeah. initial response to you know was abysmal well, and, uh, they've got blood, they've got blood on their hands because you know Infantino cozied up with Putin, gave him the bloody, gave them the yeah. 2018 World Cup, and yeah. you know the Best Champions mates. League final, and yeah, all the Didn't Gazprom Putin... sponsorship. Putin made Infantino some sort of Russian, kick, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know, like... order of the Russian yeah, thing yeah. for that World Cup or something, you know, the, all these things. So, no, it's just the whole general. It's dirty at the top. In football, really so I'm just really dirty. There's a lot of blood money in there now. There's a lot of you know, the the whole stability of the world is on the on the cards, and yet these these ones running the game are too scared to you know you know make the correct calls, and and it's hard to get the it's hard to put like exactly what I mean across, other than the fact it's just all stinks and it's all yeah. But there's been examples of good things like Schalke have dropped Gazprom mm. and things like that. But you know why are they involved in the first place? You know, there's the way these clubs have all been infiltrated by dirty money, and um, you know, I could bang on for a long time and come yeah. back to the same point. I'm I'm beating about the bush here, but uh, nice and positive uh, though, Rod. Nice and positive. Yeah, well, uh, I think, <laughs> yeah, oh, shit, you caught me there. I nominate myself, fellas, or something. Quick no, U-turn. I, I, I agree. It's, it's got, it's got worse and worse. And in the last sort of three or four years, I think it's really got to a point now where football has a lot to answer for at the highest level. Um, yeah, I'm glad that uh, Poland and Sweden started the stance of not playing Russia. Yeah. Um. Because, like you said, it forced other um, other football associations to come out with the same um, yeah. same things and has backed FIFA into the corner. Because FIFA wouldn't have done anything about it if no, if oh, no, no. None, of the, 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 none of the associations had. Um, they have had the Russia Poland playoff game in in Loftus Road or something. <laughs> instead of, that's the only thing they would have done, you know. That, yeah, the, yeah. Well, I think. UEFA were going to allow Spart. I think RB Leipzig agreed to play Spartak Moscow on neutral grounds, but UEFA kicked them out today. 
um, I think, in the next round of the um, Europa League. So, but yeah, like you said, they've made a decision just before we recorded to kick Russia out of all competitions competitions for the foreseeable future. Because obviously, I think they were due to play um, in the women's uh, women's Euros this summer in England. Um, they were in the group with Sweden. They were in the group with Sweden, weren't they? And they were already yeah. Sweden have already said they're not going to be playing them. So yeah, it was Sweden, Poland, and Czech Republic, wasn't it? Because they play them in the playoffs, um, the little four four way playoff things we've all got. So uh, so yeah, that is a good pick. So your picks for this week are uh, misinformation, uh, rugby fans. Not rugby fans on the whole, just Not rugby fans. Not rugby fans on the whole. No, oh, came down to that. I want to refrain now, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I actually thought about it. I used to be a rugby fan myself as well, so I'd call in, you know, 16-year-old Lewis uh, Rongan. Yeah. So yeah, uh, rugby fans who came to Cardiff to watch a game that was played um, in England. Yeah, and um, and uh, elite football. Uh, well, do Let's say dirty money in football or something. Dirty money in football, yeah. Don't mind Cause, it. Don't mind it. Because there's a few examples of elite football doing good things, I suppose. Yeah. Just this weekend. Yeah. You know, the FA's coming out and condemning it, but, you know. That's your problem. You've got to sort out <laughs> the footballs. <laughs> yeah. uh, right then. Uh, let's move on to your questions because we've got plenty to get through. Right, let's do your questions. Uh, we've got a few to get through. Uh, starting with a football one from Sam, uh, which is nice uh, to have a football one. Uh, his question is, what's your favourite footballing philosophy? Uh, he says maybe it's total football, uh, Wenger ball, gig and pressing, Guardiola's juego de posición. I've never actually heard of what it's <laughs> supposed to be called. Uh, or Bielsa's philosophy, or maybe you're wrong ones who like anti-football or hoofball. I don't know, you tell me. So, uh, Lewis, <laughs> let's start with you. Uh, um, what is your... If you were a manager, how would you, what would your footballing philosophy be? What is Lewis Sharpball? Uh, I'm going to say it before Rod says it. But um, I can say it now as well that he's left Leeds. But I quite like um, Bielsa's style. In the sense that, like, there's training stories here. Is it... Rod, is it murder ball, they call it, the sessions that he yeah. does? Yeah. Yeah. And how, like, intense it is. I, I feel like I'd be... I'd expect that sort of standard from my players, and I'd, I'd you know shout at them from the side that they need to <laughs> constantly be pressing and stuff. But I'm not really clued up on like philosophies really in football. But I, I'd say sort of what you hear from like people who've played under Bielsa. I'd probably say something similar to that. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Rodri, what would uh, yeah, what would Rodri well, Davis ball be? Yeah, it is. It is Bielsa's philosophy because I've watched Leeds now. Well, he's been in charge then. It's probably some of the best football I've seen for entertainment, and mm. obviously it's backfired massively with a weak squad. So there's obviously fallbacks to it. You know, there's you know he always likes a sh- like a small squad, and maybe trains them a bit too like intensely, and it can only be sustained for about three years. I don't know. Um, not, not, not in my opinion. I just think it's the fact they didn't reinforce the team with the, the spine of the team. But you know, I think philosophies matter only a gr- certain amount, and then money comes into it. So we're back at that kind of peg. 
Yeah, because I guess you look at Man United. Sorry, yeah. Lewis, as a Man United fan, they haven't had a footballing philosophy for since Ferguson, um, but they've still managed to sort of maintain yeah. themselves at the top by just buying yeah. whoever they can. I'm I'm pretty like uh, I'm massively biased, but I think if you put Bielsa in charge of a top four side with their spending power, he'd win trophies. Yeah, yeah. No, everyone Ev- Ev- says that he's never won much in his career, but look at the clubs he's been at. They've never been like big, big established teams. He's been at Bilbao, who aren't like one of the well, they can't sign anyone. No, exactly. And he's he was a Lazio for two days, so he made a good <laughs> call, even them, <laughs> you know. They, so yeah, I think people throw that at him, but you know, but no, I. I my philosophy would always be high energy, like the opposite of me in real life. <laughs> high en- high energy, the pressing. I I do enjoy that kind of football. It's good to yeah. watch, and causes a bit of chaos. And you know, I you know, I've yeah. So it's all influenced by watching Bielsa's teams. I think, but you know, yeah. you watch Klopp's Liverpool or Guardiola's Man City. They're all like kind of much of the same in terms of. They are high work. Their work rates phenomenally high, and mm. you know, keep keep it on the ground as much as possible, and make it attractive to watch because it's an entertainment business. Not really, but it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is, in my opinion, that's what it should be there for. Yeah, it's an escape enough. in it. Well, that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I have maybe maybe not going to go as far as Bielsa, but I feel like I like I like um, structure in the defensive third and creativity in the final third. So I'd like, you know, like nice solid yeah. back four who isn't afraid to lump it when you need to or, yeah. you know, battlers prop, and a couple of dogs in midfield who are going to get stuck in. Not pretty, yeah. but like work rate. All about get the crowd, rate. Get the crowd going kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. And then you have a few, a few big tackles. Uh, yeah. few flair players then further up the pitch who can do a bit of, uh, you know, make the magic happen. I like crosses. I like big headers in the box. Just get the yeah. ball in the box. You know, shots. I, c- I, try, I can't really think of a manager who, who, who's a bit like that. I guess it is a bit like. I think. I think Klopp has is a bit more direct than the uh, his sort of like obviously Guardiola. I don't think I could watch... Well, obviously, if Cardiff were played like Guardiola every week, it would be brilliant. But I'd rather watch a Klopp side than a Guardiola side because I think there's yeah. a bit more urgency to attack. I like, you yeah. know, turn over the ball and get the ball forward. I'm not saying long balls, aimless long balls. But if you need to go long, go long. But, um, you know, Guardiola's done really well, obviously. But, you know, if you do his tactics with lesser, lesser players... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, about- Passing and possession and grinding teams down, you can't do it unless you've got brilliant players, really. Can you? Is it so? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Shithousery as well. I love shithousery. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, I, then again, Wolves are like the king of the shithouse in the Premier League, and they're, I, oh, I, they're I, dreadful I, to watch, per, aren't they? Personal opinion, they're yeah. the most unwatchable team in, <laughs> in the in the UK. Like so. Uh, yeah. Would someone describe them as last year Perry Perry Burnley or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got, got great. They have got great players, and I don't, yeah. I don't have nothing against Wolves. They're a decent club, but you know. They, they, they just go ahead and then time waste for fucking eighty minutes, so yeah. it's unbearable sometimes. But 
I, t- I, what, tell, what, what, I tell you who would it? probably be the closest to what I'm describing. It's maybe Chris Coleman's Wales. Yeah. Like, you have your Aaron Ramsey and um, and uh, Gareth Bale to make make things tick, and then the rest are all just like just workhorses that will just do the simple things well. And yeah, it's, stru- that, it's structured. Yeah. Get a few, yeah, like flair key players kind of thing. Doing yeah. the doing the fancy stuff and everyone else's yeah. Like, get on board with that. What's, Not a I bad think, shout. I think um I think John Torshak used to say it. I think it might be a Bill Shankly quote. Is about um a football team needs to have eight people it's like eight people to carry the carry the piano and three people to play it. Play the oh, something like quote. that. Yeah, yeah, that would be my uh, my my philosophy. I was watching match match of the day two last night, and uh, Stephen Warner called it Gangnam style ball. Yeah, it's so, <laughs> <laughs> so that sounds quite quite fun actually. Yeah. yeah, go for that Gangnam style. Yeah, there we yeah. are. Um, and uh, from uh, Radio Glanai, uh, Davidui has said, have any of you ever been in a band? Uh, and if not, uh, what would you be given? Uh, what would you be if you were in a band? Um, would you be the songwriter, uh, the artistic creative one, the lead guitarist who's just there to look cool, uh, the drummer, the rock and roll one, uh, and usually a nutcase, uh, or the bassist, which is just like, you know, the spine. Any uh, any thoughts? What what would you be? Who, who would you like to be if you were in a band? Mm. Bassist, I think. Yeah. Unsung hero of a band. Yeah. Just in the background. Don't get all. Don't the get praise. all the. But then, probably. Well, in terms of, I don't know how bands sort of like organize their money and stuff. But you probably get paid as much as yeah. like the nuts drummer. And then you can just sort of, yeah, it's obviously every part of a band's important, but bassist is like, well, an unsung hero, really. Yeah, I agree. Rod? Uh, might be the uh, lead vocalist that gets booted out of the group after the first <laughs> album for like creative differences and then never to be heard of again. Yeah, um, when they become massive, you're long gone. That that would be that would suit me down to the ground. Yeah, and then I'd be that bitter, resentful man in the pub saying I was in that band. You know, <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah, can't I've, see myself being anything else really. I've been the this this the, the singer songwriter before, uh, but I I've always wanted to, I'd love to be a drummer. I mean, I never could because I can't do three or four things at once. Yeah, um, but. And yeah, I agree with Lewis. Something about just being the bassist, rocking up with your bass, no frills, just turn up, playing your stuff, off you go, next town. Um, no bullshit. No bullshit. Uh, Alid Roberts has asked, should Russia be banned from the FIFA World Cup? Uh, obviously, they have now. Uh, I think it's it's only right. Um, I, I don't think there's an argument against it, really, the way things stand. I do feel a bit sorry for the players because... yeah. They're getting punished for um, for something they probably don't back, but I think it's the right thing to do. Um, Boosh, here he is. Right, <laughs> let's get let's tackle this one. Boosh has said, "Krempog, crepe, pancake." Not only is it Dewey Sant <laughs> on the first of March, it's also Pancake Day. 
So what are you having on yours? Old school lemon and sugar? One of those chocolate spreads teens rave about. A savoury pancake, bacon and cheese, or something completely different. There has been a few suggestions of, um, Matt Davis has said, a, uh, a Welsh cake pancake this year, because obviously the crossover. Um, thoughts, mm. feelings on the old pancake scene, Lewis? Uh, I'm only just, well, less than a week, you know, just over a week actually. Um, older than being a teenager, but I, I'm still gonna go for the um, for the like chocolate spread ice cream. Got a massive, massive sweet tooth, mm. so I, I just like packing it with as much, as many calories and as many sweet stuff as possible. Are you going thin Strawberries or thick as well. Um, there's a time and place for both. Yeah, but I think thin, thin. Yeah, more of a crepe mm. than a, an American pancake. Yeah, yeah. Rodri, what are your thoughts and feelings on pancakes? I've always liked the American kind of style ones. I think I prefer them, but um, I've always ended up having the thin ones on pancake day. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a hell of a... I haven't got that much of a sweet tooth, but um, I don't think you can go savoury on pancake day. Can uh, you? I, don't think, I thoroughly don't think. agree. That's a hill I'm so, willing to die on. That's so why I usually... Yeah, I usually chuck the old um, golden syrup on them. Nice. And a bit of lemon, a bit of sugar, and then wrap it up and smash it in the goblet. <laughs> <laughs> what a tactic. Keep them coming. Yeah, wind, yeah. wind the finger. Like, come yeah. on, keep them rolling. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree. I'm thin pancake, uh, usually uh, lemon and sugar or um, uh, one of the, the teen chocolate spreads or whatever. Chocolate spreads. Don't search that on the internet. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you know, you you know, tell us. I tell you what I do like is the is the the supermarket owned brand one where it's like white and uh, milk chocolate Ooh, yeah. in like a swirl. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. yeah. I like. There was a, they used to have a Snickers spread years ago. I think they banned it for being grotesquely unhealthy, <laughs> but it was that was glorious in a pancake. That was. A lot of people rave about the Biscoff spread, but I've never tried that. Um, I've had, yeah, I, I quite like it. Much. It's quite sickly after a bit, though. Yeah, yeah. you get you know, like cakes, you top your mouth as well. I feel when I've had right, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, you know, that kind I of clack, clacky feeling. Claggy, yeah. that's the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Boosh, hope you enjoy your pancakes, whatever you go for, unless you go get for some of that teenage spread down your mid. <laughs> 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 yeah uh i i would like to start a campaign against savory pancakes actually what a what a waste of time if you're gonna have bloody sausage with you on a pancake just have sausage on bread instead i don't uh, know nah. we're in different camps again you know right? <laughs> yeah i tell you what yeah. i've never understood and i know a lot of people like it is pancakes with bacon and maple syrup yes i I agree, right? There's too oh. many different savoury... Is it savoury? Is it sweet going on? Yeah, um, I like that, see? Oh, I, nah, I firmly no, like no to chance. keep my savoury and sweet as far apart as possible. It's, yes. it's, a time, it's a time and a place thing, but there, there is a place for that occasionally, I think. Yeah. Maybe when you're in Canada or America. Yeah. There's yeah. A, there was a place in Cate's. I think it's still there. Um, it was like a burger place. I think it's called Bagel Burger Kitchen. They do a Krispy Kreme burger which is like Christ. a burger between two glazed Krispy Kremes oh. um, which just sounds horrific um, <laughs> yeah well that's a bit too far yeah 
What's yeah, next? Like a lo- lobster and a birthday cake. Or <laughs> they have like the, Americans have like the chicken and waffles, don't they? As well. Oh, I, think. I really don't like stuff like that. No. Yeah, goes through me. Goes uh, through me. I'm, all, I'm not. Yeah, there's a few bits that sound quite good. Yeah. Chicken and waffles, bacon and pancakes. They're all right. Potato waffles, obviously brilliant. They're a savoury yeah, snack, yeah. but not a not a dessert waffle. Mm, don't knock it till you try it. I say. Well, I have tried it, and I have not. Okay. Moving on uh, to Andrew Dowling's question. Uh, now that we have discovered that there's an appetite for an all-in Royal Rumble-style evening in Llandovery, um, who should the contracts go to for building the stadiums and hotels in the local vicinity? Uh, Roger, any, know any lo- local building merchants? Yes, it's all going to be local firms, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, there's there's several to choose from around here, so just employ them all to to build that bloody ninety thousand seater stadium. Um, Phillips knows a few people, surely. Yeah, Phillips will have a few ideas. No, I wouldn't let that. any of his. I wouldn't let any of his crooks build it. No way. No, there'll be a lot of shock. Heartbeat. There'll be a lot of shockets. Yeah, it'll be a dangerous <laughs> structure then, wouldn't it? So, um, Every corner cut. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe get Gazprom. No, Gazprom is it? No. So, um, move on. <laughs> yeah. Bryn, Bryn Cartwright's company. You can build it. Yeah, Cartwright uh, Roofing. Yeah. Uh, he has also gone on to say, I'm sure you've also seen Bush's hot pants on social media. Any comments? Uh, we'll move on there, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Paul Burns has asked, um, think this is the week for irrelevant questions as there is so much crap going on in the world. I'm not saying we should dismiss and ignore it. Uh, I'm sure it will come up in the podcast. Unfortunately, Paul, it has come up quite a lot in the podcast. Uh, but you are right. Uh, so his question is, what is your favourite fruit? And apparently we can't say a banana because he doesn't believe that a banana is a fruit. Too much mention of the war. I'm yeah. sort of a Vladimir fruit in. <laughs> uh, that, Terrible. Oh, dear, dear. Um, you can have you craisins? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Christ. <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna start that now. Uh, no. Lewis, what's your favourite fruit? Um, again, Banana. time and a place, but I quite like watermelon. Okay. Um, Oof. apples I like. Obviously, yeah. I don't have watermelon that often. Apples are sort of like a staple. Um, uh, strawberries, but then again, I don't. I don't really have strawberries this time of year. Just keep um, naming them, Lewis. Right, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Name all the ones I like. Uh, Rod, any any fruit preferences? Well, he's bad in the bananas, eh? Apparently, banana, bad he says banana, he's pretty su- pretty certain that it's not a fruit. Well, he's living in dream world, eh, mate? <laughs> banana would be my choice, but if he's banning banana, hmm, yeah. Some sort of melon or watermelon, maybe mango. I don't really have these fruits. Uh, my fruit intake's dreadful, so yeah. I'll have one banana a day. I think that's enough for the. Um, and weekends, there's no fruit at all. Weekends isn't fruit time, <laughs> is it? <laughs> just, just unless you're having a cider, a fruit cider. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my thoughts thoughts on fruits. Apples are the go-to, really. A good juicy apple can't go wrong, and I like a black grape. Oh yes, good band. Yes. Yeah, darker the better on the grapes. <laughs> um, none of that green stuff. 
or white. Is it, I think they call them yeah, white. Yeah, I don't like. Don't they? I, I don't know. like green apples. See. Yeah, no, do I? Red apples I'll, every time. I'll always go red. Yeah, more more juice in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. More refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Apple hot takes. <laughs> I'm here all day for them. So. <laughs> uh, slight change of pace. Uh, Ever Rose has asked a very important question. Uh, she says, um, "How can we begin uh, to build a successful movement and following of the Wrexham F- AFC women? And should they be playing their home games at uh, a Kairos? I think there's a bigger question. I think in just build a successful movement of following the women's club game in Wales. I think obviously a lot of people yeah. are following the the." Um, the women's international team again, you know, growing, gathering pace, but obviously using the example of Wrexham, um, who don't obviously use um, a Kairas as their home ground. Lewis, obviously you've covered quite a lot of the, um, the Adran leagues over the last um, few years. What what do you think these clubs need to improve their support? Um, Wrexham probably are doing the right things. Um, Uh, Social media is obviously a big part of it. If um, Obviously, I presume they've got a Wrexham AFC account and a Wrexham AFC women account. But if the, you know, the men's seem to sort of interact with the tweets and that quite often, that'll spread the word. Mm. Um, you know, sort of like fundraising stuff would be good as well. Sort of like, and uh, remember last, a few weeks ago, right, when me and you went to Barry Town, when they were doing sort of like, free entry if you're wearing a yellow shirt yes. if a kid's wearing a yellow shirt they get free yeah. entry type of thing um sort of make it a day out but then obviously if you're doing that in a kairas you can't really have like bouncy castles and stuff imagine a bouncy castle on the cop um, <laughs> but, yeah um a lot of it's social media stuff really and if they can if it, i think Wrexham will be one of the first teams actually because after since the takeover they seem to be sort of one of the more progressive clubs um if they can sort of they make put a, a bit campaign of money in, didn't they um yeah yeah Ryan and rob if they can sort of make a campaign that it's like it's not wrexham afc and wrexham afc women we are one club um yeah. and i feel like if, if you sort of advertised on the fact that there's no other real football you can watch in north wales on a sunday mm. sort of come down and watch our women play yeah you're right about the sunday games is obviously domestically um, there's not many games on a Sunday other than you might get the odd sort of championship uh, Cardiff or Swansea game that's moved um, and most of the games are played Sundays um, oh yeah I think that's a good point um, Rod what do, you, what do you think of it what, what would you yeah I echo a lot of what Lewis said but I think investment's the key one as well you know I think Wrexham invested a hell of a lot in their first team squad and they have invested in the women's uh, maybe just you know, balance up the investment a bit, chuck a bit more money at the women's game and try and raise the profile. Like like Lewis said, who's in social media. You've got a um, massive you... catchment area as well, haven't they, Wrexham? Yeah. I, I know coming from North Wales, it's sort of like academy football. All the best players in North Wales went to Wrexham and it was sort of like from then that they'd go elsewhere. So if they can sort of do that for the women as well, get all the sort of best females that are sort of like, you know, 12 to 16 and get them on the books at Wrexham. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a few things, obviously, like Evera um, suggested, playing their home games at a Kairos. Um, I think stuff like that, obviously, there's some weeks probably where you can't use it at both times or whatever. I don't know. There might be logistic reasons behind it. But I think having games at some somewhere like that, and especially, like you said, with like the social media coverage, it legitimises 
the teams, and I think that's what the FAW have done well, is they they their coverage of the women's team is the same as the coverage of the men's. Yes, team. they yeah. put it, they put them on the same level, um, and I think stuff like that helps people looking from the outside in to think, oh well, you know, we're not treating them like some sort of second rate. Um, you know, reserve team as such. We are one club with a women's team and a men's team at the top of it, rather than the men's team and then everything else coming underneath it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think just and you can do that on social media. Obviously, you're not gonna. Unfortunately, the way the way the women's game is, you're not gonna get the same funding for the men's team and the women's team. That isn't, you know, doesn't when when the women's well game. the way it's, the way it's set up there's not the need to invest quite as much in the women's game well no it? exactly yeah but but there's room for more investment yeah yeah um and i think yeah it's it's a it, it's a long old road especially for the domestic game in wales um but i think they're, they got on the right track now with you know it was controversial at the time the setting up of the leagues and the structure of the leagues but hopefully you know it'll balance itself out and um the domestic game can improve because there is a market for it there as the women's yeah. team, international team has shown. So, uh, so yeah. Um, Ethan Jones has said, is FIFA's decision for Russia to play its World Cup playoff game in a neutral ground under no flag as an unnamed country, the most FIFA decision ever? Uh, we've already touched on that, Ethan, but yeah, absolutely. I agree. Uh, Gareth has asked, what film do you never get bored of? Rod? Um... Twin Towns the obvious answer because yeah. always watch never never bored of watching that. Um, a couple of others, Scarface for me, and Into the Wild is underrated. I think good I film. I can always watch that. I think I've seen it. It's a very f- feel good film for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> no spoilers, but yeah. Uh, Lewis, Those... any any films for you? Uh, Whiplash, I like the the one about the drummer. Oh, uh, that's good. Yeah, that, I've, I've watched that quite a few times. Yeah, I, I'd say that's sort of. One of my my favourite of late. Nice. Uh, my go to, I think, if I could watch it anytime, any place, is Forrest Gump. Yeah, oh, yeah. classic. It covers so much that yeah, you can never really get bored of it. So yeah, Forrest Gump for me. Uh, Andy has asked, "You're invited to a fancy dress party. No theme. What are you going as?" Lewis, any go to fancy dress? <laughs> um, I've always wanted to go as Ali G. Classic, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why, but yeah. Um, yeah, probably Ali G, to be honest. Yeah. Rodri, anything from you? Ah, oh, God. Mine's working in overdrive now. There's <laughs> thousands of options in there. I'd probably go as a shit 90s footballer, like or someone, someone low-key, like Paul Warhurst or someone. Or, you know. <laughs> someone no um, one has any idea about yeah keep them guessing yeah yeah i'll come up with a better starter. answer next time yeah there's there's i you know fancy dress themes usually help so i don't know if there's no theme at all i'd probably <laughs> it'd be a, yeah. yeah lazy pick usually yeah i really don't like fancy dress i think it's a waste of time and money so um I'm going to be that guy. Uh, no, just, Negative, just, Marchie, yeah. Yeah. Negative, big time. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a real downer on fancy dress. Um, it's just a chore that I don't need in my life. So, uh, Fair enough. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. 
<laughs> um, I'm trying to think of previous fancy dress outfits I've done. I've been a nun because it was the cheapest one in the shop. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, classic. Uh, I went in an all all in uh, onesie, a monkey suit once. Again, mm. a lot. Also, a lot of these aren't logistical. Like I am a logistics man. You know, when I go on my night out, I want you know a pocket for my phone, a pocket for my wallet, pocket for yep. my keys. You know, maybe a bigger coat so you can keep warm. You know, yeah. you can't wear a big coat when you're dressed as a fairy, can you? Because it doesn't go yeah. with the vibe. So um, the onesies are a problem as well. You've got to chuck some a pair of shorts on underneath, and then yeah. you're just all uncomfortable in the groin area. Then and yeah, yeah. a lot of logistical toilets to all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and yeah. face paints and stuff as well because it just gets everywhere. Because I mean, yeah. you know, if you go on a night out dressed up, the last thing you want to do is come when you come home is is you know. I, I went to a fancy dress party once and someone was went as an avatar and they were covered in blue completely. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's and, the last thing you want to do when you get home from a night out is wash blue paint off you. I remember Halloween one year, I didn't have a costume, so I just painted my face red and nothing else. <laughs> just wore normal clothes just with a red face. <laughs> went as Alan Brazil. <laughs> yeah. Or anyone from GB News, maybe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I'm um, anti um up there with savory pancakes, fancy dress for me. Uh right, Podfather's question to finish off. Uh good question this week. Uh keep it up, uh Axeman. Um he said, which player from the Euro twenty sixteen squad uh will be the last one to still be playing for the team? I think I've got my answer. I thought it was this was a really good question, and I thought there's one quite easy one, I think. Any Rod, who, who do you think will be the last remaining Euro 2016 player? Um, well, obviously the answer would be one of the younger ones, but I'm going to say Ben Davis. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, that's all I was going to say. He, he's, he's my one, get, yeah. He's uh, no signs of dropping off for the level. He's re- he's really good for Spurs at the moment. And every time he pulls on that well shirt, he never lets us down. So I, th- I think he could carry on for years. He doesn't seem to pick up injuries. I hope we don't jinx him now, but, <laughs> you know. Yeah, he, he, was, and, he was a few years younger. He didn't come through the Toshak era. He, he was like, I feel like there's a big gap in terms of, like, um, the sort of uh, your Ramsey, Bale, Gunter, Neil Taylor, Ashley Williams era, you know, Joe Ledley, and then sort of the lads you've got now. Yeah, and I think yeah. Ben Davis is, and I guess the other one for me is probably Danny Ward because I think I was yeah. Yeah, Danny Ward. He's well, the same seems. age, and goalkeepers go on longer, and probably no obvious keepers coming through. Yeah, there's that at as well. that level as a so yeah, yeah. Because obviously a few of the youngsters that went to the Euros never really kicked on. George Williams, mm. um, I th- well, it was quite a quite a. Not an age. It was quite an aging squad, I guess, at the time. Most most players were over twenty five, weren't they? It was a squad of their peak, wasn't it? That was it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm glad it won't be David Cottrell. <laughs> yeah, he's not covered himself in any glory now, is he? No, I thought I thought he might have popped up in wrong end, but he's bloody um, saying the war was all part of the plan this week to get rid of. <laughs> COVID's yeah. gone, so they started a war or something. I don't know. Yeah, what a plan that is. Like, potential <laughs> devastation for the human race. Yeah, yeah. great plan. Let's <laughs> um, yeah. go look at the Euro 2016 squad now. I used to be pretty good at naming them. I bet I'll miss a few out now. Um, 
Yeah, I don't think I think they'd have been to Bale. Um, obviously, Bale and Ramsey will be wrapped up in the next couple of years. A lot of them have gone already. Um, obviously, Hennessy's on his way out. Yeah, no one else. You think? Um, I try, the ones who are still playing now. Um, yeah, Danny Ward. Danny Ward. Um, bloody hell! Gareth Bale, Ramsey, Joe Allen. Ben Gunter, Davis. is he going to carry on for another 10 years? Yeah. Gunter and Hennessy. Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah. yeah. Fair play. I did, I, Dave, Simon Church, gone. David Vaughan, gone. Johnny Williams, obviously. A lot of them dropped around, off but... pretty quickly, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. James Collins, Sam Vokes, Jazz Richards, Dave Edwards. Robson Carnu. Robson Carnu, Owen Von Williams, Andy King. Well, 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 legends, each and every one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that's this week's podcast done. Another one done. Um, what have we hopefully got? Hopefully not the last. Hopefully not the last. Yeah. Hopefully there's no nuclear holocaust between now and next week's um, uh, pod. Obviously, we're only a few weeks away uh, from the playoffs now, so I think oh, we'll start getting excited about that. Um, Got to look forward to something, don't we? We've got to look forward to something. Yeah, the positives then. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, right. Housekeeping. Po- um, issue five of Alternative Wales of Fanzine is out on Monday, the 7th of March. It's really good. Um, I've lived and breathed it the last few days, putting it together. Um, hopefully, Lewis and Rodri send me their articles before uh, <laughs> before tomorrow. They are literally the last two people to send me them now. Um, <laughs> yes, because you've told you us to talk on your silly podcast. That's why. <laughs> well, I don't know sent it to you, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's really good. Go and buy it from the shop, like I've said before. If you want to support the podcast and everything we're doing, that is the best way to do it. Lewis, you can pick a track for us this week. What are you picking to close? Oh, the I feel a mainstay of the pod now that yeah. I've actually been allowed to pick one. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go for, uh, they're a band from Wrexham called the Royston Club. And I think they're all quite young. They're going to be sort of kicking on now, I think. Um, it's a song called Mrs. Narcissistic by the Royston Club. It's got uh, nearly a million um listens on Spotify. So yeah, I think they're quite a big band. I think they're going on tour as well, on a UK tour, sort of April time. So yeah, really good band. Good pick. I've not heard I them should. before. Um, wouldn't want to say that song name with a lisp though, would you? <laughs> well, <laughs> M- yeah. M- Mrs. Narcissistic. Um, okay, yeah, so that'll play us out. Uh, before we finish then, Rodri, have you got anything to say? Any closing statements? Um, just, you know, the usual stay safe. Um, fuck all these people on power trips putting us all at risk. Fuck war. There's no winners in war. And uh, keep on trucking. Let's hope we're speaking again for the foreseeable future. <laughs> More uh, positivity from the most positive well, man in Wales. I'm trying. Uh, I'm trying. <laughs> um, Lewis, uh, anything from yourself? Yeah. Uh... Buy your alternative Wales magazine and you, get down to Club Bach early on Saturday because you don't know if the rugby lot are going to be out. Even though there's no games, I thought they wouldn't be out when there's not a game in Cardiff, but they might have come down for Chantwick Major or something. So yeah, yeah. Um, 
get down to Clubby Rodbach early on Saturday, quarter past ten. I'll meet you there. Sounds good. Um, nothing in particular is ha- happening, by the way. Uh, Lewis is just probably going to go on a night out. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to be at QPR. This is Cardiff. I spent £34 on the pleasure for it, so uh, farcical price for a championship game. Anyway. So where's going? It is. I've heard there's, I've heard there's a um, motorbikers uh, convention in Club Evo on uh, <laughs> Saturday night. Yeah, and I'm running yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. In, a, in a Welsh rugby shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right then. And uh, a daffodil hat as well. <laughs> we had daffodil hats on wrong in the Yeah, week, yeah I did see. I, yeah. I did see. Yeah. Well, fair play. Uh, right then. Thank you uh, for listening. Uh, thank you, boys, for coming on. Uh, I know it hasn't been the most. Um, uh, entertaining the pods this week but there we are because there is other factors in the world unfortunately but uh, so is life we keep on trucking as Rodri says um, by uh, issue 5 um, listen next week uh, listen to old podcasts I'm just talking now uh, aimlessly uh, have a good week uh, this is the Royston Club and Mrs Narcissistic uh, Diochavau uh, speak to you. Please tell me why.